And I'll go last. <laughs> so you're going to be some kind of fart joke. He's pull something out of the trick, isn't he? Or stay them. Like, deal the show. Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, Mike can go first then. Okay. I'm Aladdin. I'm Luke Skywalker. And I'm lost. Ha <laughs> ha! Told you. <laughs> Martin. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were going to do that. Okay, in that case, this is Lethal Watching. Woohoo! <laughs> How to do the show? <laughs> the yeah. first person does the title of the show. Remember? Time off to recuperate and you know get us back on track. <laughs> we forget how it works. Yeah, I didn't forget. I, I didn't either, Martin. Well, I did. It was because <laughs> I was expecting to go middle, and then you all of a sudden just went right. You oh, can go first, Martin. I thought that's true. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have like done some proper like little build up. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I put some bass in my voice and everything. <laughs> bass from, in the bass. Glorious yeah. return to the world of podcast and stuff. Indeed. Yeah. So how have Martin and Jared been since our last show last year sometime? <laughs> yeah, last year, 2012, man. Pretty pretty all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Average. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, yeah. How about yeah. you? How have you? Have you done something, Phil? Um, I got very uh, sick for a while. I, I had a really bad flu over Christmas, which was nice. Hand flu. Yeah. And uh, no, nothing really. Nothing at all. Terribly exciting. But, that, but the new show is exciting with a bit of a rejig, a bit of a, a bit of a refresh, a bit of a how's your father? Yeah, but you say that and it looks just... Pretty much the same as all the other ones. <laughs> well, this bit, this bit does. I'll grant you, this bit does. There's no argument there. But there so, will be some new bits in the show later. What do we have to look forward to? Are you going to allowed to explain now what's coming up? Or um, are you just going to spring on us? I don't know. I, uh, we've got um, uh, myself and Ben from the Do You Inverts. Don't give it, it away. No, don't okay, give it away. Because I'll be people quite. will turn off. That is, turn off yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but, but Jared, 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 first I'll have to tune in. Yeah, in well, order to turn off. Yeah, but all you need to do is tell them something new and exciting. New and exciting things. Then you got to leave it. Don't let them fi- figure out what right. it is until it comes to that bit. You're like the best hype man ever. And then they can turn it off because we've already got the hit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, well, a download... Don't even need to listen to the whole thing. Exactly. Ten seconds. Don't see that. Don't get a listen. That. You, do, you do need to listen to everything, please. Thank you. No, no, because as long as they download it, we get a thing on the site, don't we? Yeah, go for it, dudes. Yeah. Download away. Yeah. We should get them Twitter people who tell you how to get awesome follow, you know. Yeah, buy some followers. They're just some sort of spam download. That will totally work. Yeah. Totally yeah look, work. we get like one million friggin' downloads from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Yeah, bitches. Do we? <laughs> I don't... 
the Dominican Republic. <laughs> well, I don't know. maybe that's where they live. I don't fair know. enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, and um, I think uh, uh, did we say we go monthly? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Okay. Yeah, I think we were agreeing on monthly now. I think it's the end of every month, and it's going to be uploaded at the beginning of every month or something like that. Yes, Martin. <laughs> yes. And... Yes. See, I do tend to remember these things. Not all people do. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Martin. Let's you, you... the minutes of all this <laughs> meetings we have. We have meetings. Mm. Holy shit, man. Facebook like... meetings. He's so organised. memo? No, I didn't get the memo. Memo? You're fired. <laughs> what, me? Nah. Fine, well, you bastards can edit this thing then. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You really don't want that. No. <laughs> you really don't want that. <laughs> no. But anyway, on with the first part of the show, which is the same as it always is. Yay! It's lethal watching! <laughs> Should have got a party popper just here. Just for that. How about that? Beautiful. Thanks. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like champagne. <laughs> Jerry's having fun. So, uh, what have we been watching in the last month since Ooh, we did the podcast? Oh, God. In the last month? <laughs> yeah, what have we. What have, uh, Jared can go first because I feel he'll be least prepared. Ooh, uh, what if I. Well, uh, I watched. Um, I rewatched The Amazing Spider-Man. Did it uh, still not hold up? You see, I like it, so... Nah, but you're by yourself there, aren't you? Not really. How about yeah, compared are. to the Raimi stuff? Um, it over it, or...? Um, 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 it's not an answer. I don't know, because, you know, watching it back now, I kind of find Tobey Maguire quite annoying. <laughs> You don't like him at all, do you? I find him a bit annoying watching it back now. It's just you're kind of like you're such a friggin' annoying, whiny, whiny, windbag. Yeah, and it just and I know Garfield's you know completely more. And I hate the the it's inverted commas emo sort of type guy. You know he's a bit more of the um, he's Twilight Spider Man. Yeah, he's Twilight Spider Man. He is. He's more of that, but. I don't know. He's less. He's he's not. I don't really find him irritating. Actually, I think he's okay. Whereas when I watch back, um, this, the Raimi times, anytime Maguire is not Spider Man, which let's face it, could be anybody, but with Maguire's voice, mm. he's irritating. Just irritating. So that's uh, your highlight of the month, is it? No. And then I watched Thirteen Assassins. Oh, it's a badass film that is. Which is pretty damn splendiferous. Was well, that the first time you watched it? That was the first time I oh, watched man. it because I just never got around to it, to be honest with you. It's and uh, it was on uh, Netflix, US Netflix, and it was just kind of like I had it on my. What I do is if I'm looking through it and I find something I want to watch, I click start and then stop so that it goes into your, you know, the recently watched. Yeah, yeah. There has to be a better way. Netflix need to sort that out. The there American one's got a queue system, hasn't it? You can queue organize that shit. I don't know, but that's why I do it anyway. Click yeah. start. And then it goes into uh, so it was there um, along with uh, what else did I watch? Go on a month. That's a long. You time. See, that's why. That's why, Jared. You should be on a service like Letterboxd because I've got all my films I've watched the last month saved on there, all nice. And and what? And then what? So I can I can track them. Why? Because I like it, so I can go back and see what I watched. Why? Because I tag all of them, so I can see all the films I watched with my son. Why? Ah. It's just nice to look at, Jared. 
the I require and use my brain. But it's memory. not working so well for you, is it? So no. far. <laughs> it's like people do that at games. Mark on what games you played. Well, I remember I played that game. I don't need you to tell me what day it was okay. on. Let me just... I'm, anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut in from uh, a few seconds ago and you were like... Along with... Uh, what else did I watch? Yeah, but that's... Other than that, it's completely useless. Like, does anybody really care? I care. I, I could argue that point as well that you are on the website Goodreads, which is surely the same thing. But yeah, but I hardly ever do anything on that. I only do that because twam. Hardly ever do anything. You're always updating comics on there. Yeah, it's because he got tons of shit on there. It's yeah. because he can't read and just looks at the pictures. But I don't, I don't do it all. Yeah, I did. I, what I did was one day. I think I went down and went through all the stuff, and then I was like, nah, "That's that done. Boring." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, you're, you're, I don't remember. You're, you're rubbish. Um, I've been going on. I've, I've been going on a bit of a kick because my son got up for Christmas um, a four disc CD of Disney songs. Bread. No, I'll come to I've that in a minute. Bread. A, a four disc collection of Disney songs CD. So we've been listening to that in the car lots. So we, when we kind of get a song on our head, we've been watching the associated Disney film. So I've been That's watching because cool, of... US Netflix have gone mad and updated with loads of Disney well, stuff. I, we own lots of them anyway. Yeah, I, they tried to oh, deal with Disney I, a while ago. I downloaded them all. Oh, for God's sake. Or just fiber optic broadband. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be going through a lot of classic... Nor. I'll be going through a lot of classic Disney films, which has been nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like Tangled, I think, is a classic Disney film. I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah, but it's not classic in the fact that it's not... It's old. not hand-drawn. It's not hand-drawn. We've gone through The Aristocats, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Good stuff. But like Jared said, the highlight of the month was Dread coming out on Blu-ray. Oh man! Well, of course, so awesome. Wait, so own what did you watch... think of the Blu-ray transfer? Because to be honest with you, I know there was a lot of stuff going on about the Blu-ray transfer and how bad it was. And I, I, I really can see that there are definite bits when it's dark; it's very mm. um, pixely. Is that a problem to do with the three Dness of it? I think it is. I think because I've read that when you watch it in three D, it's, it's fine. Um, is it but a lot of people are saying it's actually people are some saying it's your TV brightness settings as well and yeah. all sorts of stuff. It's weird so. stuff. Uh, you know, THX cool. have um, released an app uh, which you can use to optimize your TV settings. Have you got a TV that can justify using a THX app? It, it does lots of TV. It does all TVs. Well, maybe TV. I'll download it and see then. Yeah, is why it, don't you? Is it free? Yes. Then I definitely will download it. Now, but it will go up to 199 at some oh, stage. I'll get it. But the, the, the way it kind of says, like, when you put the disc in, and it makes you choose a 2D or 3D option yeah, before you can watch the film. Yeah. And it said, then, then it says, oh, if you're watching 2D, 3D, you need a 3D TV set. It's like, I know, I just want to watch a goddamn film. But, you know. But that, that's that's brilliant. But then it's awesome. It's awesome. It's just brilliant. It's fantastic. Better than any film Martin's seen. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh really? What yes. Did you watch? Well, if we're, if we're going to go back along the whole month over Christmas, when there's that long Christmas day before Dark Two starts, I put on Avengers Assembled. Ooh. Oh yeah, what's that again? Yeah, which was the first time I've seen it since seeing it at the cinema in April. And it's funny because you, your mind plays tricks on you because you start to remember um, things that happened, but you thought they'd happen sooner, or you start to imagine stuff. You, you kind of <laughs> forget. What happens? It's like your imagination over embellishes certain things, but yeah, it's still amazing. Still, such a fun. Seemed film. a lot 
quicker film the second time I watched it. Didn't seem as long. Mm, I didn't notice. I didn't notice anything. Because you know what's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Whereas before in cinema, obviously, you didn't know, so you didn't know how long this was going to take anyway. Once you've seen it, you've got a good mindset as to what's going to happen next, or what this happens next. I think it's just because it's... Well, the first time you see it, it's you just... I think you can't believe seeing it. But then it's just as well because it literally never stops from... Yeah, once it's off, it starts it just goes, to, isn't it? it yeah, just, yeah. Bang, and it's off. But yeah, and the, the other film that I watched uh, was recently... Um, and that was the dictator, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's right, okay. latest film. Um, Is that good? Still not seen that. It's not bad. It's it's different. It's it, I like the fact that in this one um, there is actual storyline rather than you know like uh, Bruno and Borat, which was just pretty much using the character. Yeah, in, like an extended sketch, like documentary yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, this has actually got a storyline. It's basically the Prince and the Pauper updated. Um, he's um, but, he's quite good in Hugo too. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. He's not the main character. That, that's not really his film, is it? No, but he's this, this is his film. But uh, in this this film, uh, it, it's it's the same kind of humour, very close to the knuckle kind of thing. There are some funny bits, but to be honest, it's not as funny as Borat. That bit where they're all naked, running around that hotel, waving that big dildo around. That's your favourite bit. Has me in stitches all the time. Um, and there's no, there was no big laughs there. There are some funny scenes and there are some very uh, bad taste scenes. But that's kind of the type that you'd expect from so Sasha Baron Cohen. rather than uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I say, I do like the fact that they were actually there's, it's story-driven. And I kind of hope that he do, does some more like that. But, however, I hope his next film isn't yet another Eastern, Middle Eastern character. Yeah, exactly. Seems to be his shtick, doesn't it? When he's doing films yeah. like himself, because like yeah, in all the other films he's played, I think he's quite versatile as a character actor. Oh, definitely. I mean, he was a Frenchman in Talladega Nights, even. Yeah, Probably the best thing in that film. No, you can't play that. Oh, yeah. that's a good film. Not as the good best as... bit in that film was the bit in the trailer that they didn't even show in the goddamn film. What was that? Which was the bit where he's in the trailer and the dad's, you know, the cougar in the car. Mm. And the dad opens the door and it shows him on the cougar, the cougar landing on top of him. And I think the dad's all like, control your breathing, son. He's like, I can't control my breathing, I've got a cougar on me. Or something. You need okay. to be real fair. Yeah. No, the, the best bit of that film is on the pool table when he's going to break his arm. <laughs> Kleps. Yeah, there's nothing about crepes. <laughs> the pancakes, they're actually really nice. Yeah, that, that's the best bit of that film. But yeah. <laughs> rest of it, a bit pants. Oh no, that's a good film, but you do have to be a, need to be a Will Ferrell fan. Uh, it's the fact that it came after Anchorman. <sighs> yeah, it was very much a second album thing. But it's funny because one of my favorite parts is the bit where him and John C. Wiley are around the table. Yeah, like, just to make like, stuff. Like, little baby Jesus, eight pounds, yeah. swearing like a tuxedo T-shirt. You know, he's he's smartly dressed, but he's he's also cool as well with it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> have you wow. ever seen the uh, the Anchorman Legend of Ron Burgundy thing that key, that was like a no, the they made yeah. a film out of all the outtakes or something. It's terrible. It's really <laughs> bad. It's just like you can totally see why they were outtakes. Does that make you feel concerned for the Anchorman sequel then? Well, no, because hopefully, you know, the Anchorman sequel will be the same amount of stuff that was, you know, because obviously they, if they've made a second film, they had this massive amount of stuff, but they, you know, they 
clamped it down to the best stuff. So hopefully Anchorman 2 will not be the rubbish that they found on the floor that they yeah. didn't want to put in the first film, you know. That's out this year, isn't it? Because he's running about with the Tash at the moment, isn't he? Because he's yeah. been filming it, I think. Um, Good Tash. Yeah. I thought of some other stuff I've watched, actually. I wanted um, Jared. We watched uh, Dark Knight Rises, which I, I don't care. I really like. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people have a real thing about I've it. Still not I've not even bought it yet, even though I'm quite tempted no, to pick up the triple pack of all of them on yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and I went to see Gangster Squad in the cinema, which is really good. Oh, yeah. Really good. We'd, mm. we'd heartily recommend. How long is that? Is that another mammoth of a film? No, it's about... I think it's no more than two hours, if even two hours. That's fine, then. It's really good. I do know a friend of the show, David Williams, was on about cinemas earlier, and he was like saying in the cinema there's about four films that's about three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> that long, yeah, and it's, it's really excellent, and it, it's really, really, really well shot. It sort of looks, it's coloured like an old Technicolor film. Yeah. Um, it's really excellent, and uh, no, I really enjoyed it. So no, that's one to definitely check out. Have you seen Lawless as well? Not yet, but my sister watched it recently and she said she thought it was brilliant. I'm quite like good things about Well, I really like John Hillcoat, um, who directed it. He did The Proposition and The Road. Which yeah, are like two, the road. two right. awesome films. Yeah. I've, I've heard some people say that Lawless was a bit of a missed opportunity. Uh, but I was quite intrigued because they were, the origin, they were originally going to um, release the two at the same time, weren't they? Gangster Squad, Squad and Lawless before the whole... They're not even... I don't think they're even... I mean, they're both about, yeah, probably gangsters or something, but like one but set totally they seem in very city different. and one set in the country. Right. Like, I think Lawless, and that's why it's like the, the way he did the proposition and stuff like that, Lawless I think is more of like a Western like a modern Western kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this is like the Untouchables. Gangster Squad is like the Untouchables. Oh, okay. But with no Sean Connery. No, but it does have Josh Brolin. Yeah, but he's no Sean Connery, is he? Well, and it does have um, Sean Penn. He's no Sean Connery, is he? No, oh, sorry, no Robert De Niro. No. That'd be the comparison. No, there, it, it does have Nick Nolte, actually. Ooh. Sorry, you mean... <laughs> so, so that's what I watched. Yay, moving on. <laughs> oh, okay, let's... Well, um, well, welcome to our shack, folks, to uh, Bill and Ben's entirely unhomoerotic tourist-skinning Alaskan shack. Why, why, did we come, why did we come to this shack, anyway? Was it just because of our beards? Well, it was. We, we noticed that gradually, bit by bit, that we were starting to look nearly identical with, um, with our facial hair. Yeah. So we decided the next logical step was to move to another country, hire a shack act in an entirely unhomoerotic manner and begin to skin the locals, which... Uh, no, not locals, tourists. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, I, I suppose now would be a bad time to mention that I've been skinning, <laughs> skinning the locals as well. well sorry about that. That's you by yourself. I'm, I'm, pretty, to do with the I'm pretty free and easy on who I skin, to be that's honest. That's true. I've, I, I've, that's why I sleep very lightly in this shack, because I'm always scared, you know, I'm going to be next on the skinning list. I'd never skin you, Phil. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. Because we, we did clarify uh, earlier that the skinning isn't based entirely on our xenophobia. 
it's xenophobia and a general love of the art of skinning. Yeah, I know. I, I would know. say. Yeah, um, I think I first picked it up playing Red Dead Redemption. It's all, it's all very wishy-washy and liberal these days, which is why we've come to this shack and we've started to skin people. We're trying to recapture that kind of feeling, aren't we, of the, you just never know who's going to be a murderer. Well, absolutely. We, we, we want people to know where they stand with us, which is if you approach our shack, we'll kill you and skin you yeah. if you're a tourist. If you're Though, tourist. to be honest, pretty much anybody <laughs> will do that too, but mainly tourists. It's just lucky that we're in such a high traffic area. So is that is that xenophobia if you go to another country and yeah. begin to skin tourists? That that's that's the opposite of xenophobia, isn't it? Because the, the, we're killing people who are non-native to a country that we've moved to. So we're killing non-Alaskans, but we're still they're still foreign to us, though, aren't they? Well, they may or may not be, but we, I certainly wouldn't say we're necessarily predominantly motivated by xenophobia. We're predominantly motivated by the act of, of skinning, skinning and murdering. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, for me, it's not so much the murder, it's more the skinning. It, it, it's a craft that you need to hone, you know? Probably it's worth clarifying once again that the way that we skin is entirely uh, non-homoerotic. Completely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I explained um, that to the victims, sorry, the tourists, as Ben skinning them alive because that's, you know, you get the best um, the best hair with that. I wish you wouldn't explain it to them. Seems to make that it seems to make it last longer than it needs to. I just want him to feel comfortable, you know. That's why I make him a martini. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But sometimes you you don't want a martini in a in a long conversation about the art of skinning before you're going to be skinned. I find thinking about it, it does seem like I'm taunting them rather than. Yes. I'm just trying to clear the air of all homoeroticism, but maybe I'm making it more homoerotic by doing that. Well. Uh, you try by dressing up like a car mechanic and carrying that spanner, but yeah. somehow it sort of comes 360 degrees, and I'm not right. sure it doesn't right quite work for me. Okay, well, I'll take that feedback, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll do I'll I'll do better next time. I promise. Well, I, to be honest, that that's the thing that I respect most about your skinning is that for everyone, every person who is skinned by you, you do give them the option to provide feedback through your um, online portal, exactly. which I think is good. Well, you know you. That's there's no point making mistakes if you don't learn from them, you know? You need to learn no, from your mistakes. Absolutely not. If, if if there's been an aspect of the skinning that they're unhappy with, they can highlight that. And then for the next person, you can, you know, you can rectify yeah, that problem. Be better, be better. I mean, obviously, the, 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 the window for them completing the, 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 the questionnaire is quite soon because, obviously, you can't really last that long without your skin. <laughs> that is... That is true. And sometimes when you've been skinned, filling in a questionnaire isn't your top priority. No, it's not really, is it? And they always tend to leave a big bloody mess on the on the desk and on on the mouse, you know. In between the skinnings, um, we obviously need to be entertained a little bit. So me and Ben have bring are bringing DVDs and stuff into the shack with us. We are, but it's a small shack, so we can't bring much of stuff. We have to kind of like you know be very particular about things that we bring into the shack. So it's basically one of each item that we pick. So just to clarify. For some reason, we've moved to a fictitious shack, started engaging in murderous activity, and we've brought a series of items with us that we haven't told the other person about. Yeah. Uh, we've bought the smallest shack that we can possibly find with limited shelf space, um, and we are loading these entertainment items onto the shelf from another location where we store them temporarily, I, I guess. 
I, I sometimes lie awake at night thinking about some of the logical inconsistencies in our <laughs> existence, Phil, but I don't know. You tell me it's going to be fine, and then you give me a spoonful of cowpaw, and then yeah. it all seems fine. It, it seems okay. So let's just it? soldier on. Well, I, I always find that when you start thinking those things logically, that's when another tourist pops up, and then you skin somebody, and then you forget about it for a few weeks. That tends to be the routine I think you're in. And then there are those times when I say to you, Phil, do we have to skin all the tourists? And you say, yes, we do. And and I sometimes I have these thoughts that maybe we shouldn't be doing it, Phil, but you're always so insistent. Well, so. you say I'm insistent. You're the one who kind of made that sign specifying this was a tourist skinning shack in the first place. So we kind of have, well, to, go, we have to follow that remit. Now. So it's like our mission statement, isn't it? We can't turn our back on our mission statement. Yeah, well, some would say putting up a sign that indicated that you intended to skin anyone who came into the close proximity to the shack you know, wouldn't be a reason for people to come close, but quite the opposite. Still, quite the yeah. opposite has happened. I think they assume it's some kind of cheeky sarcasm. They do. Which which they they, they um, fatally find out is incorrect. They do. Yeah. So um, did we say what the first item is going to be? I can't remember now. We've been talking about skinning people so much, I kind of get lost on things. No. no Tell us what the first item is. Um, um, our one Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Yes. Our single... And I'm quite looking forward to what yours is, Ben, because I have no clue what it is at all. I haven't got a clue what yours is either, Phil. Yes. Start with mine, then, my argument as to why I think we should include mine, which will be quite short because this is the second time we've recorded this, so I already know what Ben said, and we agreed on something else entirely. So, But that's just between me and the audience. Um, I'm still I'm still going to feign surprise, if that's like, okay. Um, I chose... Uh, my oh, film. my God. Oh, shit. I, sorry, I feigned too surprise soon. too soon. Too soon, too soon. I chose my film uh, because I like it uh, when an artist finds their creative voice. When they find out what they should be doing and then kind of give it to the world. You know, a bit like a debut film or someone kind of finds a character that they're good with. So for my pick of the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, I pick Commando. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Shocking. Because um, this is the film that I think in many ways defined Arnold Schwarzenegger. It defined his, certainly his career afterwards, this film. I think it defined him as an iconic movie character. And on that basis, I think it should be in our shack because, you know, it's just, it's, it's Arnold in his purest form. Well, as I, I may have mentioned to you before we reached the shack, um, I'm not a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Um and I can I can see a point of view on Commando. I can see, uh, you know, it's it's iconic. It's got a lot of uh, you know um, stuff in it that defines who Arnold Schwarzenegger is and, yeah. and what he was going to be in his movie career. Um, but I think because I wasn't a huge fan of Schwarzenegger at the time in the eighties, and I came to Schwarzenegger a bit later on in the sort of Terminator Two era. Um, I just, I just don't like Schwarzenegger. I can't, I can't learn to like him. I, I'm not saying I'm. We've said before he's 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 probably not a very nice man, but you did mention uh, on the way up to the shack. He, I did he, mention he that before. He's not a he nice had a, man. He had like the air of the Savils around him. He had the air of the Savile. Um, Savile in the air tonight. I think he's he's not a child molester. Let's make that clear. He's not a child. We should we should very much make that he's, clear. He's There's all sorts of legal statements we should probably make clear about this shack. I, I think the, the problem is, 
I, for me, I think he's got he's got a, an almost total lack of charisma and personality. That's not just xenophobia. But again, does um, he kind of go right round the block? And because he hasn't, he's got like so lack of charisma. He's got charisma. He's like a negative space on camera that you're just kind of drawn towards, like a moth to a flame. Yeah, but if you if you put him up against, um, you know, is is compact. Like I mean, Stallone's the obvious one, but obvious, you know, even yeah, even. The the non-muscle bound uh, stars of like eighty stuff like Willis or whatever, it's I I just I can't get behind the words that he's saying. You know, if if um, it, it's a bit like uh, it's this is my criticism of Avengers the movie was that it sort of telegraphed ahead of time when somebody was going to say a one-liner, and with Schwarzenegger you can see his furrowed brow and his brain calculating and then something pops out of his mouth and you sort of go <laughs> but for the rest of it it's just sort of a sweaty man with big muscles and all the rest think, of it because he kind of compared him to the other like willis for example is quite a vulnerable action hero whereas schwarzenegger is just like he's just like a monolith he's just kind of big and muscly and impenetrable and tough but i don't i don't mind that because in in the film that i didn't pick because i assumed you'd bring it in Predator, I think it works. It works there because yeah. the, the thing about Predator is, um, I mean, you just don't see it in modern movies. You, you've got almost in Predator. It, there's not really any point in Predator where you don't think Arnie is going to kick the living shit out of the Predator. I don't think you've well, always got anything, the hope and frankly. trust. And even all of his compatriots are pretty badass as well. If you compare that to something like Prometheus or something, where they're all little wafy. Hollywood types who blunder about doing stupid things and all the rest of it. It that that's what that that is his strength. Uh, that is yeah. his strength. I'll give him that. Is that he does that he, he does those roles that you don't see anymore, where you believe that he is a hard a hard ass and he's going to kick somebody's ass. But I, I would you know. say then the the kind of closest to that then has been two thousand and five Rambo film because you kind of got the feeling that that people are going to die savagely. Or Taken. Yeah, well, that's why Taken is so good, isn't it? Is that There's no point in Taken where they take Liam Neeson's character and try and sort of soften him. Or, or say, at no point in Taken do you ever seriously think that, that anything other than Liam Neeson is going to kick the living shit out of every single person who comes in his way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. And I, I, think, I think Stallone was, was brilliant at that sort of, sort of role. Um, it's just a shame that he didn't have just a lick of charisma to go on the top of it. I mean, mm. I mean that's the good, the great thing about Taken, isn't it? Is that it's Liam Neeson. Yeah, you got, got someone, someone who can actually act, who's the one chopping yeah. people in the necks all the way through, and and yeah, and punch people in the neck. Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah. So I, you know, I respect Commando, but as you as you know, and you'll probably uh, try not to feign surprise. But that's why. If it hadn't been Predator, my my choice was the only film where I think Schwarzenegger he had a little. Well, put it this way: I had either Total Recall or um, what's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis? True Lies, isn't True it? Lies. Yeah, mm, I wouldn't have gone for True Lies. Yeah, but I think in both of those ones, there's just that there's a whiff of charisma about him in those films. He's he's softened just a little, so that the you get all the good stuff and the ass kicking, but it's not not quite the robotic 
Terminator like um, Schwarzenegger that you yeah. you get. Well, on the top of it. You, yeah, when he did Commando, he was essentially muscles that kind of did stuff and said words. I think acting was yeah. kind of outside of his criteria at that point. Because I, I always kind of thought that um, like Predator was his first proper film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I think if you kind of compare Raw Deal and um, Commando, they look kind of cheap, but they're kind of done uh, on the backside of Hollywood. But Predator looks like a proper Hollywood film. It feels yeah. like a proper film compared to those early ones. And then the film, the you, but your uh, your pick's Total Recall. Did you say was your pick for the show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that again, that's like a properly huge budget Hollywood film, but it's got that nice kind of twist to it that makes it interesting. Well, it does. We said before, it's sort of it is that era's Inception, isn't it? It's it's a big action blockbuster with people getting shot and punched in the face, but it has a plot that demands a little bit more of the uh, of the audience, which is why it's a, a great film and why it's stood the test of time pretty well i mean it's that's why i think you're probably right to bring it and i think i'm gonna have to agree with you to for it to come into the shack because i think whilst you can you can watch commando repeatedly but you're always getting the same thing out the film it's always the same experience but i think with total recall it's got a bit more kind of depth to it especially the um the scene with the doctor when he basically explains what's going to happen in the rest of the film yeah, those kind of interesting kind of scriptural twist to it. You can kind of go, oh, look at that. He just said that's going to happen, and it happens. Yeah, it's a sort of it's a sort of film you can have those long arguments, like um, like in Inception, is that it's which bit of the film is a dream, which bit is real, yeah. is any of it real? And then a smart ass will say it's a film, none of it's real. And then you take that person, you punch them in the face, and then skin them. And skin them. It, it's got a bit of depth to it. I mean, yeah. I think you know. If if I was if I was looking at other Schwarzenegger films that deserve to go in, I think you know Terminator is an obvious choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, the first one. I've no I've no great love for the second one, but the first one it's it's got that it's sort of um, it's got a, it's got a bit of weight to it. The eighties B movie. But Schwarzenegger edge, doesn't really do a lot in it, does it? Other no. than walk about. Essentially, him in, between this and Commando, his acting range doesn't increase that much. It doesn't. Is... I'm surprised that we didn't go to some of his forays into character acting, though, like um, uh, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> or and uh, what was the awful what, last action hero, was it? Ooh, that, oh, don't even bring that film up. That That is a yeah. bad film. Yeah, they are desperately, desperately poor. But, film. I, think... but I, I can't understand who looked at him and thought that that was a way a way to go with him it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever really. i think well by that point he that thing that's after he started kind of branching out into comedy wasn't it that's after twins yes i think i think the problem was because twins was a big success he thought ah yes that means i'm good at doing comedy and other kind of acting which wasn't the case at all he you know he's not good at anything else other than punching people in the face but because he had that kind of justification from twins is a big success i'll carry on doing this that's how you end up with Jingle All the Way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd erased that from my memory. The horror. horrible slippery slope down to that abomination of a film. I think it's pretty telling, though, that I thought he was pretty poor in uh, Expendables 1. I can't remember if you're an Expendables lover or not. I enjoyed enjoy both of them. The second one, even I think... Even appearing as a joke, even appearing as a joke of himself, 
I didn't think he he, he really carried it carried it off to any great degree. I think I've got but, I've got more problems with him in the second Expendables because when he kind of turns up at the end, it very nearly turns into Hot Shots Part Deux. Right. It bought, have, you not, have you seen the second uh, Expendables film? No, I haven't seen the second one. Uh, it, at, at, towards the end, uh, remember the shootout and then Hot Shots where he's in the camp and people just kind of walk up and getting shot. Yeah, and it's just all, like the shots of Topper Harley stood there with his machine gun, just rapidly shooting people. Yeah, yeah. It the, the, the last kind of ten minutes of Expendables two, or it almost almost hits that level of parody of itself. Because Expendables two, yeah. the first one still holds up as a good action film. It's kind of it's, it's still quite a good action film. Expendables two, it kind of knows it's a joke a bit too much. Yeah, it nearly slips down. It doesn't quite do it, but it nearly does. So it's still a good watch, though. Still fun, uh, and I, I agree that Total Recall is is the the one Arnold Schwarzenegger film that we should put on the shelf. And I will now burn my copy of Commando. Yeah, we should clarify, but for some reason, even though we clearly have space to keep the two discs because they're already in the house, Chat. during the process of choosing, one of them will be burnt. It will be burnt. Yeah. Yeah. I- um, I'm not quite sure what temperature it burns at, being that it's made of plastic and stuff. But you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get my lighter out. Is he, did we bring the DVD cases for these DVDs? Because well, you you could argue that if we just brought the discs in some sort of disc case, we could have carried a higher volume of discs, and then none of the burning would have been necessary. Well, that's that that's a point that should be made before we climb this mountain. You know, it's true, isn't it? There's all sorts of strange decisions that have led us to this shack and the life that we now lead in it. Well, you know, it's home now, isn't it? So what, what can we do? It feels like home. It's but then home. I often say that home is is where the skinning is. That's certainly what it says on the doormat. <laughs> made of human skin. Made of human skin. As everything is made of human skin. Who would have thought you could use human skin as wallpaper, well, for example? you just got to get the consistency of the wallpaper paste right. Absolutely. Uh, too thin, it's just not going to stick. you just got to get a little bit of grip into it and it will, it will go up a treat. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, that, that's the first one on the shelf. Um, we, what are we going to pick out next from the, from the big, massive, huge bag of items that's taken up at least a third of this shack? Well, I was thinking, Phil, say, for example, that you were tempted perhaps to go down the road of somebody famous for acting in westerns or something i would say we shouldn't go down okay, that road that, that's a fair that's um, a fair point well made <clears throat> how about how about a superhero film how about a superhero film that, that's a good pick we'll go with that so we'll uh we'll we're we'll, we'll gonna go away into different sides of the shack and think about it and then uh, unveil our choices at a date in the future well we already know what our choices are phil because we brought them to the shack oh well, yeah previously but we don't know what each other's choices are, do we? I know what mine is. We don't. But you don't know. Okay. I don't know what yours is. So it'll be. It'll be. This will definitely be a surprise this time. Definitely. Definitely. Well, so, and, until next week at the shack, then. Yeah. Until until next time, uh, he'll hold you down. And he'll skin you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
Is we're we're going to talk about our topic for today was the the biggest news that ever exploded in the world ever in the last month was they're doing a Doctor Strange movie. <sighs> I have to say that did surprise me when I heard that. I thought out of all the Mar- Marvel characters to do Doctor Strange was a bit um, a big cool fantasy like. If I was doing a Doctor Strange, if you were doing a Doctor Strange it's movie, you would, you would have a very, I would do it quite like Thor. Yeah. Where it's very much... It has to be pure fantasy. totally fantasy yeah. fantastical. Do you know who you cast? Who? Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Oh, he would be good, actually. He would be brilliant. He's got the moustache for it. He's got the moustache. Mm. Yeah, he could. And he's got that voice, you know, the gravitas. Yes. Yeah, he Dalton. could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd cast. Who? Jason Statham. Yes! <laughs> Damn it. Completely correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> I retract my casting idea. But anyway, we're not talking about Doctor Strange. No. We're talking about Star Wars. Jab, jab, jabberums. Jab, jab, jabberums has been bequeathed the, dictator, the directorship of Star Wars, Episode 7. He has been birthed from the beard of Lucas. Yes. To consume. Well, I thought that following Disney buying... Uh, Lucas asked that like George Lucas is now effectively in the loft in a box. I think he's just, I think he's just sitting at home now, crying to himself. <laughs> yeah, and I, I quite like it. See, I feel like all the decisions he's made are being kind of dismantled. They are. They're completely. He. He. I wonder. Did he know that they've, they've just? I just think they are going to completely wipe out everything from the original you know the original i wouldn't even be i would i would not be surprised if clone wars and all that stuff just gets cancelled very soon gets completely dismissed you know clone wars is quite popular isn't it well but too much of a cash cow to cancel because look look, look at all the lego stuff that sells like an absolute fortune but they have cancelled the three the 3d re-releases haven't they the prequel films which is excellent decision yeah. However, you've got to say that was very brave as well because they're actually all done. So they're all set to go and then they just yanked yeah. it out saying, yeah, we're not going to bother. So my thought was if they're going to do that, why not do re-release the old theatrical yeah, stuff? You know they're going to do. I think we're going to get some real, proper, original Star Wars Blu-rays. Yeah. Because I, th- I think it said something Or like... even original, original Star Wars re-release in cinemas. Because I think I said, I can't remember on Twitter or somewhere else, but... I think the people in charge of it now, I think, are going to be people from our generation. Yeah, who love who, the original. Yeah. Who love the original films. So they're now in a position of power to be able to say, no, Mr. Lucas, no, 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 no. Here's some balls, you go play in the corner, let the adults sort out sort out your mess kind of thing and fix it. Well, and I think... I, I, definitely, I think definitely seven on will just wipe and erase one, two, and three and anything related to it, I think. Which is why I think casting J.J. Abrams is a very good choice as director. Because, I don't know how this is going to hold up with Martin, but I thought, Star- I, can't, I can't remember your opinion, but Star Trek was quite a good way of rebooting the series whilst not completely kicking the old continuity into touch. I um, Yeah, I, I'm one of the fans of the new oh. Star Trek film. Woo, thank God for that. Well, yeah. The whole point was that they weren't making it for fans of Star Trek. They were making it for a wider audience. They were making make it for mainstream. I yeah, they were, making, they were making but, something new that, but the that fact is, though, didn't, who didn't know every single episode of Star Trek I, would watch. Thought, you know, though, was the fact that it was very original series-y, just in the whole action content. Because if you put on a major- any episode 
uh, of the original series, you will find quite an action-packed 45-minute episode there. And really, when you look at the film, it's just basically yeah. two or three the original, together. So. The original Star Trek was definitely more of an action series than, than it was, it was more, Well, it was a Western anything. in space, effectively. So. Voyager got quite action-y. And Deep Space Nine was actually at times. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Well, DS9 and uh, towards the end of DS9 and also Next Gen. Yeah. Next Gen was a bit more pass- passive. But again, after Series 3 onwards, it was a bit more action-y. But again, I can understand... That's because Roy had his beard, that's why. I understand yeah. why they've done that. And that's just because of the fact that it's a film and people don't really want a big drama saga. You know, I'm, I'm, it always surprises me how much of a success Wrath of Khan was because it was quite a slow hard-going film and mm. certainly it's not one that an outsider can easily watch it's got to be really a fan of star trek to watch and appreciate well i think it, that film think straddles it I, straddles a good line because whilst it's called and back to the old original series episodes i think it doesn't mm. have to introduce those characters and you know it it gets across the idea of the characters in a way it clearly enough that like a new audience can pick it up and understand it i I think Khan gets away with it. The first Star Trek, the movie, is, is or no, the bullshit picture or whatever you want to call it. it. It just it's it's a it's a complete. If you didn't know Star Trek, just a complete. You, people would just uh, what? <laughs> no, uh, the words Wrath of Khan definitely gets away with it because it's more action. Mm. Yeah, and it it does well to. Exp- I mean, you know, even someone who doesn't watch Star Trek knows who Kirk and Spock are. That's literally all, and you know that's as much as you need to know hmm. for Wrath of Khan. You don't need hmm. to have seen the episode where he's in it before, or know any. You know, it's all fairly well laid out for you. And you feel like the the the, the Abrams Star Trek film kind of captured that in a movie movie context. Yeah, you didn't. They introduced everyone brand new, fresh. You didn't need to know anything about Star Trek, even though most people do everyone knows enterprise everyone knows so there's always that common link same with star wars like even people who don't know i reckon these will these this star wars episode 7 will do massive big guns because people will be curious yeah you know people even people who don't really watch star wars i think will be curious because probably of jj abrams because people will be like oh well uh, you know yeah because his movie history he I did don't... Lost, he did all those things. You know, that's... It's interesting. It's intriguing. Yeah. He's, I think... he's certainly got quite a number of credits to his name, so he does have a lot of... What do we think there. of his movie history, then? Because he's, he's directed, uh, what, four films? As a, direct, as a director? As a director. We've got Mission Impossible well, 3, Star Trek, Super 8, and the upcoming Star Trek sequel. Well, as far as I'm concerned, out of the four films he's directed, he's done two, two excellent which are classics he's done one decent you know pretty good film and the fourth one's uh who knows okay well what's the decent one well mission impossible 3 is good it's oh. very it's, well, i quite like it i love it yeah. i love it yeah i don't think it's as good as star trek or definitely super 8 i think super 8 is a good film to um to, to, to look at because yeah, Obviously because what, of what it set out to do. Yeah, what it set out to do was to be like it was to do an impression of a, a an eighty Steven Spielberg film, which absolutely nailed and got completely yeah. perfect. And I think Abrams yeah, is quite good at working within other people's um, not franchises. Obviously, Super Eight was his first original film, but even that works within the context of another filmmaker, with like being like a Spielberg film. 
Yeah. I think he's quite good at kind of taking other people's motifs. Yeah, well, as long as he takes Erwin Kirstner's. Well, he's... <laughs> that goes without saying, Gerard, that, come on. That's the thing. The only thing I can say about that is as long as he does not decide to um, imitate Lucas. Yeah. Well, it seems like they're bringing on good people on board to kind of... Is it Lawrence Kasdan was back on it? Yeah, well, that's the... You know, they're they're, they're, they're being smart about it. They're, you know, they're kind of ticking all these kind of... And, like, even Simon Pegg can't complain. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's worked, you know, so he can't sort of complain about, oh, man. Although you my know. question is, why did they bring back... Was it Gary Katz or Kurtz? Kurtz. The, the other producer who kind of, like, wanted to take Star Wars like a more darker, mature route, and Lucas said, no, we're having fucking Ewoks. Piss off, you bastard. Is he, maybe, is he still alive? Maybe. Why haven't they brought him back into it? Oh, well, maybe he's not interested, but I think they've ticked a lot of interesting boxes really um i mean they disney get disney are going to get massive amounts of leeway to this because of the avengers yeah and you know people probably when they heard disney bought marvel probably weren't sure what the hell was going to happen and um yeah disney you know disney are not stupid <laughs> they they know how to make money really you well. Know, they've made they've been they've been doing this for a long time, and I know the people who are doing it now aren't the same people. But you know they, they've been they've they've been around and they've stayed around. Well, I think what helps is since the Disney Pixar merger, a lot of the Pixar people are in like position of powers within Disney. Yeah, so that's the, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a key because even when you look at like um, Wreck It Ralph, like John Lasseter. I think was quite involved. So we feel so we're quite pleased with Abrams. Abrams being the uh, the person in charge of. He was definitely in my. He was in my list. I think of four people that I had. Um, I think it was him, Brad Bird, um, Duncan, Duncan Jones. Jones, and I don't remember who the fourth one was. Oh, was it? Uh, oh, Brett Matthew Ratner. It was Brett Ratner, wasn't it? <laughs> it was top of my list. <laughs> Some of my to remake Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, because he cast Eddie Murphy as Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Space Jar Jar, Space Murphy. Oh God, I've made myself feel sick just saying that. So, where do we think this leads to Star Trek uh, films? He will just be a producer yeah, now. I think. Uh, I, he, I think producer will say... be in the loosest term in that yeah. in the Walking Dead. Um... He he can't say anything <laughs> different now, just no. because of the fact that he has the film coming out in May. But you'll find that he'll just be a producer, maybe consulting producer at that. But yeah, I, yeah, I think it'll be very much like um, how in the opening credits to the Walking Dead it says producer Frank Darabont, executive <laughs> producer yeah. Frank Darabont, as he sits at home going, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> well, he's busy rewriting the new Godzilla film. That's what he's doing. Um, no, so I think he'll be there in in name only. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to see who they get to do the next one. Well, the next Star Trek film. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Duncan Jones. I think yeah, the neck for the next Star Trek film, they should probably get Nicholas Mayer to direct it. I don't think he ever will, but that would be awesome because he obviously be did the done. original Genesis trilogy. Yeah. So wow. he done the good ones. <laughs> he did the good ones, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think it, a lot will depend. I mean, a lot depends on what what the second one's going to be like. I, I, I uh, quite like the trailer. The Cumberbatch uh, yeah. looks good. Yeah, I mean, I I was lucky when I went to see the Hobbit. I was lucky enough to get the first ten minutes. Oh, oh you yeah. bastard! I know it was brilliant. Mickey Smith's in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mickey, yeah, Mickey Smith's in it. 
So we're all kind of cautiously optimistic about the Star Wars film. Yeah. Yeah. I think the anticipation is actually back to um, the late 90s before Phantom Menace come out. Because you know how everyone was like, this is <laughs> old now. Days. It could be like the old ones. I think everyone's like exposing that once yeah. again. Everyone's getting that anticipation. My only concern is what, with it being Abrams is if they announce that like Damon Lindelof's doing a pass on the script or something. If David, Damon Lindelof needs to get the fuck. <laughs> he just needs to piss off. He just needs to disappear off somewhere. His, his shtick was good. It worked on worked on the bits of Lost, and it didn't he do Cloverfield? And it kind of worked on that, but it didn't work on Prometheus. Well, everyone knows that it's Lindelof was the guy who cocked up Lost and the guy who cocked up Prometheus. So, but they both made money. That's the problem. Yeah, it's the Brett Ratner thing. You know, you still make you still balls it up, make something rubbish, but it makes lots of money. Yeah. So they keep employing you. See also Michael Bay. <laughs> you know it's. Bollocks. And it's basically it's it's you know, essentially broken, but somehow it makes a lot of money. Bay, bay. <laughs> Although I quite like his trailer for the new one with the Rock and Mark Wahlberg. Yes, but we've already talked about this. He does good trailers. I know. Bay. I know. <laughs> he does do good trailers. I I do have some sad news about Star Wars, the new Star Wars. No? And that is apparently Drew Struzan, who's the poster artist of all oh, the yes, Star Wars ones previously. Yeah. yeah, he has pretty much said that they've not offered me the job, and even if they do offer me, I'm not going to take it up. I think it's time for new talent yeah. to take what? over, which is very sad because it, he does beautiful artwork. His yeah. artwork is yeah, definitive, really, isn't it? What? But yeah. then Why? I'm sure there are people out there who can do like a really good Strassman impression. I'm what? sure they better find... As long as it's not a Photoshop oh, poster. They'll find someone who'll do something very similar. Yeah, now, I'm... I'm I have a massive worry. What's what? that? Massive worry. Music. I don't. Do you think it will be Michael Giacchino? If it is, or it is, it'll be in safe hands. Safe pair of hands if it's Giacchino. Yeah. I mean, look what he did yeah, for Star what? Trek. I just, I don't know. Star Trek and Mission Impossible 3. And Mission Impossible 3. And Star Trek, and Super Star Trek does have a, a, a great um, soundtrack. So, yes, a safe pair of hands, but uh, I don't know. I know it's not John Williams, but come on. Do you, if, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. Just... Well, it's, it's, if it's not John Williams, it's going to be Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'd be oh. like... The only other person is if it, they could get Hans Zimmer. Oh. Uh, with the big Inception noise over it. Yeah. The oh, death... Did you hear about the Inception? What? Oh, the man's a genius. The man is a genius. I heard this fact about Inception the other day, and the part of the soundtrack that you hear in the dream... The, which is some of the old bah, 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 actually in the movie what it is it's actually it's the thing you wrote song play, slow down yeah slow down yeah it's just mind blowing it's, it's like badass, that's isn't the it? part of the song that's slowed down that you'd hear because they're in the dream and it's like the man's a genius Anthem is brilliant even his um, Sherlock Holmes soundtrack was amazing For yeah. the first Sherlock Holmes film that's oh, Hans Zimmer is a legend and I... he did the uh, going for gold theme as well well, he's just wrapped up on Man of Steel, so I really can't wait to hear what he's done for that. Yeah, he's, he's done the going for gold theme. <laughs> Man of Steel! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> of course, Abraham's, though, hasn't always been completely like successful. Like, you're talking about just his directorial things, but oh, I mean, he, there's been films that, you know, there's been things he's been involved with which, which obviously haven't 
you going to see Armageddon? Well, he wrote Armageddon, but then, you know... Michael Bay, come on. Michael Bay, so I don't know. Um, no, I'm thinking more about, well, like, for instance, Lost, but then again, how much of that, you know, I do, I think Lindelof had a big thing with that. Well, if you look at it, Lost started in 2004, and the first two series were good, and then season yeah. three it went downhill. I think downhill. he comes up with these shows, but then I don't know how much he is input-wise. Because, yeah. I mean, for instance, Person of Interest is quite good. That's one of his Alcatraz, it got dotted. Um, got kicked pretty quick, didn't it? Did it not? Uh, he was a, produ- a producer on that. Um, Fringe is like up and down, isn't it? Revolution. I don't know how that's doing. That's another one of his. Um, Alias. Well, it it did have its full five seasons, I think is what they planned. I really liked Alias, yeah. Um, I've only seen maybe two, or I think this up to the second series ended but you know he had a hand in that but the things he's wrote or written or, or you know had a, had his hand in um, I, the, see, I don't think that's necessarily his fault though I think that is more along the lines of TV commissioners getting involved when it comes to TV especially because, network American stuff and particularly with Lost because I think Lost was only meant to be like maybe a two or three season show but obviously with it being a success they were like right we want more here's, yeah. here's another five here's a five year contract back to us because yeah, they, they kind of extended it and then it wasn't yeah. really until they gave it like a finite ending point that the show kind of got back on track and it could aim itself somewhere mm. it was around about yeah around about second half of season three into season four it kind of got it got right back on the horse again i think that's why i remember I, it lost at least i genuinely i genuinely believe that's because the tv producers who just yeah, said i think well. i think lindelof then got his hands on it again and it went in lindelof <laughs> god damn lindelof god damn you lindelof but um overall we're, 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 oh, overall, I think solid. I mean, it's, you know, he's a safe, I think he's definitely a safe pair of hands. Yeah. Yes. And um, I think, as you say, probably Super 8, which is probably the biggest thing to compare it to, in that, you know, as, as he went to do something that was an emulation of something else, yeah, you know. Particular I mean, meaning of time like, and place. Like, George Lucas did not do that. He didn't even try with one, two, or three to make it anything like four, five, and six. Yeah, the you tone know, of it, was like, the feeling it was, of it was so Although different. he didn't, obviously he didn't direct five and six, but, you know, it's just not even the same guy, you would you would, you would, would swear. Let's just not talk about it anymore, because it's just, it's just depressing. But, um, but yes, you know, yeah, as safe per hand, Star Trek, amazing, Super 8, amazing, Mission Impossible 3, good, Star Trek Into Darkness, I'm going to assume will be pretty good, you know. Well, we'll see about that assumption then, Jared. We will, won't we? We will. Hardcore dudes who don't take shit but will dish it out in spades. Big guns, hot women, blood, guts, and lots of dead bodies. And that's on a quiet day. We join our two heroes as they get ready to storm the Dazbekistan embassy. The evil Colonel Patachi has kidnapped the president's daughter and he wants her back. Dead or alive. 
Shit out of this door and fuck up the bastards that stand between us and the president's daughter. Davy, baby, that's the best idea I've heard since I got up 30 minutes ago. Let's get this killing done. Now that's what I call a party. Hey, Bob, want to go get some tacos when we're done? Davy, baby... That's the best idea I've heard since I got up 32 minutes ago. Our two amazing heroes rescued the president's daughter and got tacos. But little did Dave and Bob know that they would be called upon again. This time, the stakes would be higher and the world would sit on the tipping point between chaos and tacos. Time to rock. Stay tuned for next week's exciting episode. Shit goes down. Right, quiz. Ooh, quiz time. Since none of you suckers could think of a quiz, I got a quiz. I made a goddamn quiz, because that's what I'm here for, to make goddamn quizzes for you two to get quiz, get your quizzy on. Get my quiz sex on. Yep, so I made a quiz uh, for Martin and, Jar- and Gerard to play today. And He's Typing it up as he speaks. Oh, uh, I really got it here just with the hand. It's play your movie stars cards right. Yes. Think of that. Awesome. Wow. I think yep. John Cena just won the World Rumble again. Now then, now then. Now we're just going to... see ya. To see ya. Nice. Uh, we do, we're just going to do... We're just going to get the uh, the cards dealt out now to play the game. Uh, so I'm the Joker in the pack, which makes me such a lucky jack. But it is for people who are so appealing. Okay, dollies, do your dealing. I love Bruce Forsyth. Here's hoping we have a bit of luck. If not, you can get to third. Okie dokie. Right, so I've got... There are four runs of cards on the on the, on the the wall in front of us. Can you see those? Yes, yes, yes. Each no. one of them, when I turn over, will reveal um, a movie star. Mm-hmm. I'll reveal mm-hmm. the first one to give you your first off, and then uh, I'll reveal the second one. And you must guess if their total movie box office... Is higher or lower? Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like total, ever, ever, in all their films, God. ever. And this is obviously in dollars. In dollars, yes. Uh, it's a point for each one you get right. In rubles. If you do an entire row, which is five people, you get a bonus five points. Oh man! Yes. This point scoring makes no sense. <laughs> Who cares? Give <laughs> me an extra one. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So, um, who, uh, who's, who's, who won the last quiz? Me, probably. So, Martin can go first. <laughs> I don't remember. Joy. 
Martin, pick what? Pick did I not do the quiz for you guys? I don't remember. Martin, so you got. It was last year. I think I want them all. For God's sake, I'm the host here. Just pay attention. Get back behind your podiums. Right, you got two each. So whoever scores the most over their two runs will win the quiz. You happy? You understand the rules? Yeah. One million bonus points. Go. Yeah. So uh, Martin's going first. Okay. Uh, pick a number one, two, three, or four. Four. Number four. Oh, going for number four. Alrighty, I'll reveal the first card, which is Tom Hanks. <sighs> Tom Hanks, okay. I'm not going to reveal the second card. Are you ready, Martin? Yep. And the second card is Tom Cruise. Oh, oh Tom Cruise. Crap. So, higher or lower, straight 50 50 choice, Martin, higher or lower? Tom Cruise. I'm going to say Tom Cruise is lower than Tom Hanks. Okay, because Tom, uh, Tom Hanks' total gross is 4.2. Eight eight billion dollars. Tom Cruise, three point five. Guessing. Point to Martin. Okay. Now I'm going to turn over the next card, which is Harrison Ford. Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford, higher or lower? You're saying higher? I'm okay. saying higher. Uh, Tom, Cruise's, uh, Tom Cruise's gross was $3.566 billion. Harrison Ford, 3.78. Another win for Martin. That's close. You're in line with those five bonus points. He's going, he's going for it. Could be a game, could be game changer. This one could. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to reveal the next card. Which is Mr. Baldy Bruce Willis. Ooh. Higher or lower than Harrison Ford? Ooh. Higher or lower? I'm going to say lower. <gasps> lower. Harrison Ford, $3.785 billion. Bruce I'm Willis. I'm being the crowd. Bruce Willis, 3.29. Lower. Phew. So, your last card. And to take... A point for the card and five bonus points. I'm gonna turn it over now. Robert Downey Jr. High or lower, Martin? Lower. Ooh, Martin. <clears throat> Willis, 3.2. Downey Jr., 2.2. Ah, yes. He takes it. Does that include the Avengers? Yes, it does. Yeah. So, Martin, my Martin's on nine, first nine points. Pressure now on Gerard. I don't care. Go. Pick a number. One, two, three, or four. Two. Sorry. Yeah, two. Can't have four because Martin's already picked it. You said two, yeah? Yep. Okay. Your first card is Sigourney Weaver. Ooh. With a total gross of $2.45 billion. Okay. Okay, that's your first. That's, that's your start. Your next card is... Bill Murray. Oh, higher or lower? Higher or lower? Higher or lower? Higher. So Sigourney Weaver's gross is two point four five five. Bill Murray's one point eight three six. I'm sorry, Joe. You're out of the game already. Oh, 
That's shocking. Wow, that was quick, wasn't it? Do you want, do you want, the rest of the, do you want to see the rest of the cards? Yeah, I'll, I'll play on. You can't score any points, though. Aye, that's okay. We'll, just, make, we'll do it for make, fun. Your next card was Dan Aykroyd. Uh, from Bill Murray? Yeah. Higher. You were correct. That was 2.3 billion. Oh. Uh, next card would have been Steve Gutenberg. Lower. That was correct. $717 million. Oh, oh. Wow. And the last card would have been Sean Bean. Always thinking. Lower. Higher. 1.6 oh, billion. Really? Yes. Ooh, crazy. Don't forget, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, he was also in oh, National he... Treasure and all that, yeah. Exactly. Lord of the Rings, okay. would have done it. Yeah. So, Martin, you could, you could, you basically got to get one right and you're sorted, basically. <laughs> Don't put pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, one or two, uh, one or three is your pick. Three. Three, okay. I'm going to reveal the first card, which is Pierce Brosbond. Here's Bros Bonds. Uh, with a total gross of $1.4 billion. Okay. Okay, I'm going to reveal your next card. Who is... Whoopi Goldberg. Oh! Higher or lower? Lower. Oh, I'd have went higher. Brosnan, Bros Bonds, $1.4 billion. Goldberg, two point four three six oh, billion dollars. No way, really? Yes way. In a voice in the Lion King. Oh, of course. Blimey. Get in. So, Gerard. <laughs> oh, do you want me to carry on? Oh yeah, we'll carry yeah. on. We'll carry on. Uh, the next card. Next card would have been Jason Statham. Higher or lower? What was Whoopi Goldberg's? Two point four. Two point something. Come on. I'd say lower. We'd be right. 2.15 for Staden. Wow. Then after that, wow, we've got... really? This is what the movie... Uh, the, I think website's called The Numbers, where I pulled it from. And that's got their total gross. It's basically like, you know, if they walked onto a film, that counts towards their gross. It's literally anything they're in. So, I'm really surprised Bros Bond was so low then. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but apart from Bond films, what uh, what's been really successful for him? Anyways, uh, Staden, the next one is JCVD. The muscles from Brussels. Higher. Lower. 1.7 billion. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and the last one in your run would have been Sean Connery. I'd say higher. You're right. 1.762 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, currently stands Martin with nine points, Jared with no points. But Jared can yeah. tie the game. He needs to get perfect again. He needs to get a perfect run to tie the game. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't got a tiebreaker, so good luck, Jared. <laughs> okay, so you've got your leopard number one. Going to reveal your first card. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. The Austrian oak himself. Okay. So that's there. Can you see it? Can you see the picture? I chose a I picture of a... It's the poster from Commando, so you can see his pecs. Is that okay for you? And the next card... <clears throat> Oh, look at that. It's Sylvester Stallone. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with lower. You're saying Stallone is lower. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Total gross, $1.863 billion. 
Austin's going to be higher, isn't he? Still owed 1.993. Oh, oh, that wasn't even fair, putting them two together. Taking it. Martin, you the win. The game is rigged. <laughs> rigged. Phil has set me up to fail. <laughs> you picked those numbers randomly. You know, it's your own pick. Martin wins. Do you want, do you want the rest of your run, Jared? Yeah, go on. Let's see who it was. Your next card would have been Bill Pullman. Lower. Yeah, $1.4 billion. Then it would have been Bill Paxton. Mm, higher. 2.093. Twister. Yeah, and don't forget the opening of Titanic. Yes, Titanic. And then the last one would have been Kurt Russell. Lower. 1.445. Oh, man, I was so unfair putting them two down. <laughs> man, oh, man. You would have done it as well. Did you realise as well? That this weekend, Stallone and Arnie both have new films in the cinema. Yeah, Bullet in the Head and, and The Last Stand. in two weeks' time, there will be a new Arnie, a new Stallone, and a new Willis film. Glory as days. As in the cinema. In the cinema. But stop taking the glory away from Martin in his victory. Mad, that is. It's like 1984 all over again. Or 87, one of them years. Well done, Martin. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, your prize is this oversized pack of cards. Hey! <laughs> there you go. Well, there we go. That was a, that was a podcast. Cool. About podcast. stuff. We did do a podcast. <laughs> yes, we did. We set the world straight. We did do one. We done one. We done did a podcast. One did it undone, did it one. And we proved that uh, Jared isn't good at guessing if things are higher or lower than the other things. Yes, that's one thing I'm no good at. And that Martin is actually quite good at it. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're there. So uh, one of you could do, do, do a quiz for the next one. You've got a whole month to think about a quiz. I'll do a thing. Will you? The day before we record. <laughs> of course you will. Because that's the way he rolls. <laughs> the way I he rolls. best under pressure. Because Jared's got <laughs> to, he's just got to be doctoring and reading comics, and that's all he does. I like to read comics. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll think of some more stuff the next time as well. I don't know what our topic's going to be. Maybe, uh, I don't know, something. Something about something <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Gotta be some stuff in there. Gotta be some stuff in there somewhere. And so yeah, we'll just talk. We'll just talk. People about like it. to listen to us talk. We can do, talk about anything. Do they though? Do they like to listen to us talk? Do they? Yeah. Do they? Someone so. said one day, "I like listening to you talk, Jared." <laughs> Nobody ever said that ever. Nobody I think did. that was one of the things that was edited out of the last one. We were True. getting into a really good conversation, but they had to edit it out or something. You're totally right, Martin. You're totally right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, please feel free to leave a review on the website on, or on the iTunes would be better because you can't leave a review on the website. That makes no sense. Go to iTunes and leave a review. No one's left a review for ages. Like, That's because no one listens. Years. Shut up. Some ratings or reviews on iTunes would be nice. Tweet us at aboutteducation.com for feedback on the show and stuff. I think we'll try to get some more, you know, listener interaction in the show at some point because the voting shows were good shows. We have people's opinions on the show and stuff. Yeah, people be all talking about it and stuff. Talking about sheep. Mm. That's good about that kind of stuff. And, we'll, and there'll be more new things, I'm sure, in the show, other than the two new things you had this week, which are now old things because you've already listened to them. Everything's old once the time has passed, Phil. Wow. 
is that the note we're going to end on? Kind of yeah. slightly depressing. Thing. Except me, I'm like Benedict Cumberbatch. Are you? I get younger. No, Jared, no. Not necessarily. No. I do. No. You can't tell me I don't. Uh, we you just don't know. did. We, we, we both of us just did. Punk. For God's sake, man, you're a doctor. You should know about these things. I do, exactly. I know. I can go younger. <laughs> oh, God. He's got some doctory argument now. Anyway, that's it. We're going. Okay. Cool. Bye. 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 I won. <laughs> <laughs> Little Martin's plaintive cry at the end there. <laughs> Whoop. Lethal Watching was brought to you by Phil Doyle and Gerard Boyle in association with abadeducation.com. <laughs> <laughs>